Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to James R., Michelle V., Mark Z., Leonard L., Dave O., Carolyn C., Darren J., Angela E., Karen C., Daniel B., Jolie R., and Kristen S. for your donations to the channel this month. And if you are interested in helping out this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. And another way to support this channel is by checking out this offer from my latest sponsor. The government keeps telling us inflation is under control, or that it's just temporary. But what do you think? Exactly. This is just inflation by the back door. Noble Gold is ahead of the game here. They know that with a precious metal IRA under your belt, you'll hedge these rising prices so you can retire without worrying about it. You'll keep up with the inflation the folks in Washington are trying to hide. And this month, as a thank you, and to kickstart this precious metal project, Noble Gold is giving away a free 5-ounce solid silver America the Beautiful Bullion Cube with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover. Take advantage of this amazing investment opportunity by visiting noblegoldinvestments.com or you can call us at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. This podcast is taken from Rents.com, partially titled The Ultimate Secret of the UN's Agenda 21 Flashback to the Recent Future. And this is written by Patrick O'Carroll, and it gives an excellent breakdown of just how deeply entrenched these events are today and with the sinister plans that certain people have for us. Well, in Europe today and elsewhere, the dissolution of the Caucasian race has finally made it to the top of the power elite's prioritized task list. The most frightening aspect is that most people are not willing to accept that the premeditated destruction of Caucasians has been the plan for quite a long time. This nefarious plan has existed for well over half a century and was incorporated into the power elite's agenda as far back as the 1950s, actually even further. But this is called the Kalergi Plan. The detailed Kalergi Plan can be found in the writings of Richard Kalergi, the genocidal eugenist who, in his book, Practical Idealism, stated that he wanted to completely destroy the face of Europe and that Europeans are to become Asiatic Negroid mongrels. The invasion of Europe exposed the Boil the Frog Slowly agenda. Although Soviet Europe's public never consented to any crossbreeding plan, in the 1950s, Kalergi's plan was adopted anyway as Soviet Europe's ethno-forming policy, intentionally designed to destroy the ethnicity of Europeans. The very same plan was reaffirmed by French President Nicolas Sarkozy when he told the conservative Brussels Journal in 2009, he said this, If the French do not interbreed of their own free will, it will be necessary for the French regime to resort to even more forcible measures. Today, France looks like an entirely different country thanks to the extreme migrant invasion forced on the citizens. 
Eugenics proponent Richard Kalergi stated that future Europeans would resemble ancient Egyptians, but he was adamantly opposed to asking Europeans for their consent to cultural suicide, which is precisely what his plan entailed all along, and why it has remained a secret to most people. The biennial Kalergi Prize is an award bestowed on um, they they give this for like major concessions toward people that are achieving things toward that Kalergi plan. And some recipients include German canc- Chancellor Angela Merkel. Oh my goodness, what a coincidence. And Helmut Kohl, Hermann von Rompuy, and Jean- Jean-Claude Juncker. But the exact concessions each recipient made in order to gain the award are kept secret from Soviet Europe's duped public. There is more to learn about this Richard Kalergi plan. Mass immigration is a phenomenon, the causes of which are still cleverly concealed by the system and the multicultural propaganda is trying to falsely portray it as inevitable. Mass immigration is not a spontaneous phenomenon. What they want to present is an inevitable outcome of modern life is actually a plan conceived around a table and prepared for decades to completely destroy the face of the continent. Few people know that one of the main initiators of the process of European integration was also the man who designed the genocide plan of the peoples of Europe. It is a dark person whose existence is unknown to the masses, but the elite considers him as the founder of the European Union. And, of course, his name is Richard Codenhove Kalergi. His father was an Austrian diplomat named Heinrich von Codenhove Kalergi with connections to the Byzantine family of the Kalergis, and his mother, the Japanese Amitsu Aoyama. Kalergi thanks his close contacts with all European aristocrats and politicians due to the relationships of his nobleman diplomat father, and by moving behind the scenes away from the glare of publicity he managed to attract the most important heads of state to his plan, making them supporters and collaborators for the project of European integration. In 1922, he founded the Pan-European Movement in Vienna, which aimed to create the New World Order based on a federation of nations led by the United States. European integration would be the first step in creating a world government. Among the first supporters, including Czech politicians Thomas Masaryk and Edvard Benes, and the banker Max Warburg, who invested the first 60,000 marks, the Austrian Chancellor Ignaz Seipel, and the next president of Austria, Karl Renner, took the responsibility for leading the pan-European movement. Later, French politicians like Leon Blum, Aristide Briand, Alcide de Gasperi, etc., came forward to offer their help. So there were a lot of people that wanted to jump on this disgusting bandwagon. 
With the latter rise of fascism in Europe, the project was abandoned and pan, the pan-European movement was forced to dissolve temporarily. But after the Second World War, Kalergi, with the support of haha, Winston Churchill, the Jewish Masonic Lodge, B'nai B'ri, and major newspapers like the New York Times, the plan came to be accepted by the United States government. The C and the I and the A later joined in for the completion of the project. In his book, Practitioner Idealismus, Kalergi describes the residents of the future. United States of Europe will not be the people of the old continent, but a kind of sub subhuman product of miscegenation. He clearly states that the peoples of Europe should interbreed with Asians and colored races, thus creating a multinational flock with no quality and easily controlled by the ruling elite. Kalergi proclaims the abolition of the right of self-determination and then the elimination of nations with the use of ethnic separatist movements and mass migration. In order for Europe to be controlled by an elite, he planned to turn people into one homogenous mixed breed of blacks, whites, and Asians. So, who is this elite group that Kalergi wanted to preserve? In his quest to play a guide, Kalergi is particularly illuminating, stating this. Here are his words. The man of the future will be of Eurasian Negroid race of the future, similar in appearance to the ancient Egyptians, will replace the diversity of peoples and the diversity of individuals. Instead of destroying European Judaism, Europe, against her will, refined and educated this people, driving them to their future status as a leading nation through this artificial evolutionary process. It's not surprising that the people that escaped from the ghetto prison became the spiritual nobility of Europe. Thus, the compassionate care given by Europe created a new breed of aristocrats. This happened when the European feudal aristocracy crashed because of the emancipation of the Jews due to the actions taken by the French Revolution. <laughs> yep, that sounds right to me. Although no textbook mentions Kalergi, his ideas are the guiding principles of the European Union. The belief that the peoples of Europe should be mixed with Africans and Asians to destroy their identity and create a single Matizo race is the basis of all community policies that aim to protect minorities. Not a, for humanitarian reasons, but because the directives issued by ruthless regime that machinates the greatest genocide in history. The Kardenhove Kalergi European Prize is awarded every two years to Europeans who have excelled in promoting this criminal plan. The incitement to genocide is also the basis of the constant appeals of the United Nations that demands we accept millions of immigrants to help with the low birth rates under the EU. According to a report published in January of 2000 in called Population Division Review 
of the United Nations in New York under the title Immigration Replacement, a Solution to Declining and Aging Populations, Europe will need, by 2025, 159 million migrants. This report was in 2000. How did they know? Seems like they've met that objective, doesn't it? One could wonder how there could have been such accuracy in the estimates of immigration, although it was not a premeditated plan. (laughs) Yeah. It is certain that the low birth rate could easily be reversed with appropriate measures to support families. It is just as clear that the contribution of foreign genes does not protect our genetic heritage, but that it enables their disappearance. The sole purpose of these measures is to completely distort native peoples, to turn them into a group of people without national, historical, and cultural cohesion. In short, the policies of the Kalergi plan were, and still is, the basis of official government policies aimed at genocide of the peoples of Europe through mass immigration. G. Brock Chisholm, former director of the World Health Organization, proves that he has learned the lesson of Kalergi well when he says, what people in all places have to do is to limit birth rates and promote mixed marriages, and this aims to create a single race in a world which will be directed by a central authority. If we look around us, the Kalergi plan seems to be fully realized. We face Europe's fusion with the Third World. The plague of interracial marriage produces each year thousands of young people of mixed race the children of Kalergi. Under the dual pressures of misinformation and humanitarian stupefaction promoted by the mainstream media, the Europeans are being taught to renounce their origin and to renounce their national identity. The servants of globalization are trying to convince us to deny our identity is a progressive and humanitarian act that racism is wrong because they want us all to be blind consumers. And now this is not being directed at those who have truly loved someone of a different race. This is not what we're talking about, so do not misunderstand this. We're talking about being forced. This is a forced interracial marriage, and this is what they're trying to do. It is necessary now more than ever to counter the lies of the system to awaken the revolutionary spirit of the Europeans. Everyone must see this truth, that European and worldwide integration amounts to genocide. We have no other option. The alternative is national suicide. So uh, they're essentially trying to force interracial marriages with interracial babies to provide to produce one race so that these genocidal maniacs will be more able to distinguish this particular group of people the new race that they create to oppress this is all about oppression these people are sick 
Although the reasons due to which Kalergi made the choices he made are of no particular interest. Why a European aristocrat with Flemish, Polish, Greek, Byzantine roots and even with some samurai blood in his veins from his mother was such... (laughs) I mean, he was already mixed himself... Why did he want to have these plans with such dark forces? Well, the reasons are multiple, idiosyncratic, psychological, and guess what? Women! There seems to be a personality with strong, snobbish attitudes, arrogance, and degenerate elitism. Also, The fact that his mother was Asian perhaps created internal conflicts and frustrations, something that can happen to people with such temperament. But the most decisive factor must have been the teenager, which incidentally, of course, was his first love at age 13, the Jewess Ida Rowland, who would later become a famous actress. One can read the power elite's entire agenda online and then go and compare it to what becomes history 20 years later. Our separate races and cultures are all beautiful, and we are called on by the Creator to look after the earth and retain our natural patchwork quilt of nations and varieties. Today, we are being socially engineered by the power elite for glorious Soviet technocracy and our separate races and cultures are being deliberately mixed in order to mitigate the potential backlash against world Sovietization through technocracy. Recently, and some of you remember hearing this little speech by Barbara Lerner Spectra, She called for destruction of Christian European ethnic societies. This is where we are today. These elitists want to destroy the fabric of society. There follows a brief analysis of today and tomorrow that some may find reminiscent of the Leonard Cohen lyrics, I've seen the future brother, it is murder. The power elite's agenda, which they have published openly for centuries, may soon unfold in accordance with Kalergi's plans. When some or all of the following milestones have come true, the public will finally realize that the agenda was real and that they have been lied to by mainstream news like no other generation before. But by that time, it may be too late to reverse the damage done. And I'm already feeling that it is. In this day and time, preventable disease is rife in the Western world, and it is on its way to bankrupting the middle class. This is part of the published agenda whereby the middle class is to be subjected to asset stripping and destroyed. Because the most effective method of destroying any country or people is to first destroy its middle class. Once asset stripping is complete, only two classes will remain, sharks and shark food. This is how they talk about us. This is really how they talk about us. This is analogous to the agenda documents that call for gratuitous overregulation of medium-sized companies to drive them out of business so that only two classes of enterprise survive, sharks and shark food. 
If an underprivileged person lands in a hospital today, the medical commissioners already have a secret points system that gauges what value that person has to society. Those who largely consume have much lower scores than those who largely produce, so the white coats know to slap a do-not-resuscitate order on that person so that he or she can be more easily euthanized if the opportunity arises. Ultimately, the only reason for maintaining preventable disease is for genocide. Obvious correctives would include placing higher taxes on junk food, along the lines of the original idea behind taxing hard liquor, but no corrective is favored by the power elite because it goes against their published agenda for genocide. Today, one anemic apple gives one-eighth the goodness or nutrition and minerals of a 1937 apple. So you will need eight apples today to match the 1937 apple. This one-to-eight rule, after decades, also applies for anemic tomatoes, anemic carrots, and other vegetables, and the power elite regard this as a major point scored for team genocide against humanity. Vitamin supplements of any real potency have been outlawed. This is in accordance with the power elite's published agenda, which calls for massively reduced nutrition in food and is also published in the genocidal UN's Codex Alimentarius, which also calls for irritating all agriculture produce under the guise of extending its shelf life. Because food is medicine, the power elite knew well that they first had to manipulate the food supply to more easily cull their herd. We are at the point where the world financial crisis the power elite designed by means of ruthless deregulation, merciless money printing, and flattened yield curves have finally led to the great bail-in whereby most middle-class savings are bailed in to pay for the unhindered fraud committed by unregulated hedge funds and too-big-to-fail banks. The massive haircut leads to the biggest wealth transfer in history. Those who used to have a bank account now pay by smart card, and every transaction is tracked for the technocratic commissioners. This is in keeping with the power elite's published plan to create a cashless society with a carbon dioxide-based currency and a system of energy credits, effectively replacing most currencies worldwide with a single world currency. The most stable structure known to mankind is a a pyramid, but After around the 1980s, the power elite redesigned the financial system to resemble an upside-down pyramid, the most unstable structure, so they were able to create larger and larger financial crises each time until they could finally Sovietize the entire system in order to make way for technocracy. Meanwhile, exorbitant taxes and fraudulent fees charged to owner-occupiers destroy all remnants of what was the middle class. 
Like both communism and national socialism, technocracy's agenda is to create top-down driven collectivism and it is backed up by establishment-sponsored pseudoscience and non-science in the areas of economics, psychiatry, behavioral psychology, eugenics, and genetics. System-critical dissidents or citizens who prefer free speech to political correctness can easily be forced to toe the party line by curtailing the energy credits paid on to their smart cards at the start of each month. In 2025, a 25-year-old female meets a 25-year-old male, both of whom were raised on GMO food and both 70 times medically poisoned microwave phone users and consumers of water and soft drinks from plastic bottles. Although deceptive Hollywood love bells sound, the only thing the power elite really care about is that this the probability of these two ever having a single normal child is close to zero because, as everyone knows, genocidal venom, microwaves, GMO food, and plastic bottles laced with bisphenol A are all intended for sterilization. This is in keeping with the power elite's published agenda that calls for zero wild breeding after 2030. Thereafter, only the totalitarian technocratic state is to have sole authority over the decision on who will be granted a breeding license. After 2025, thanks mostly to genocidal venom, the number of autistic children in the United States exceeds the number of non-autistic children for the first time. This has already been concealed by the USA's Food and Drug Administration and written extensively about by Dr. Stephanie Sineff, Senior Research Scientist at MIT. In this way, the power elite make a mint through their death care system, which they orwellize to health care while simultaneously achieving their depopulation agenda and increasing their overall control. The extra profits each new autistic child brings them are published in Big Pharma's own internal reports. Who fell for this idea anyway? From livestock farming that medically poisoning humans was ever normal? The generation born after 2000 becomes the first generation since World War I to predecease its parents. But most parents today simply don't care. If they did, they would be protesting or doing something to protect their children. Instead, they are brainwashed by New Age positive thinking slogans like Go with the flow. Go along to get along. Don't worry. Be happy. This is in keeping with the power elite's published agenda, which calls for a maximum world population of 500 million after a century of change, which is a power elite inside joke, meaning a century of genocide, and calls for high levels of ignorance about the genocidal methods being deployed to achieve it. After this, human settlement is confined to Agenda 21's habitat areas. Only, for example, doomed smart cities, and Orwellism for dumb cities, 
smarter than their current sizes and covered by geodesic domes, where the remaining population can be more easily controlled or microwaved using the mobile phone towers currently being completed worldwide for this purpose. And as usual, under the guise of a fake, ostensibly benevolent purpose, the food given to the remaining population is also supposed to be manufactured in the same domed cities and not in the countryside, which also is being subjected to rewilding. This is part of the power elite's already published Agenda 21, signed in June 1992 by the bribed and compromised autocue readers of 194 regimes, but never shouted from the rooftops by the compromised and controlled corporate dinosaur media. Ultimately, countries, borders, and even continental trading blocks have all become irrelevant because they were only ever a means to the same genocidal end. Their final goal is the only remaining populated areas on Earth are world city-states. Agenda 21's domed habitat areas or sustainable centers of civilization with plenty of vegetation and wildlife in between. Only the power elite and their top technocratic nomenclature will be permitted a house or a hunting trip in the country. Tourism is all but dead, except voyaging by virtual reality, of course, because ordinary people are to be permitted essential travel only. Meanwhile, the Kalurgi plan, secretly adapted by Soviet Europe in the 1950s for mixing all races, has been extended to all city state, world city-states which now feature a fairly homogenous mixed race of people. Finally, the power elite can separate themselves from the lower order people as eugenist Plato once boasted they would. Their glorious Soviet technocratic system of apparatchiks controls the remaining people who live in the habitat areas, get pacified by fluoride and other poisons in the air, water and food, and are kept undernourished so as to more easily control them. The more sophisticated form of slavery advocated by countless power elite moguls since the 1890s is now a reality, and the power elite's version of permanent peace is now well established, which means total control and predictability of all citizens of the technocratic world union. In the proposed technocratic world union, artificially intelligent robots or automaton-like cyborgs will do most of the work. The truth does not fear investigation, so the reader has nothing to fear. In today's world, most things worth knowing are couched in lies. If the truth is news to you, then spread this word. Just like all generations without any exception, this generation too will have to choose to either pray for hope or fight for life to secure its freedom. No matter what, we still need to keep praying.